Welcome to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Today I spoke with Sharab Hadas, a monk at the Hare Krishna Temple in Potomac, Maryland. In the show notes, I link to an article about Sharab Hadas titled, Man Gets Prabhupada's Books and Walks Through a War Zone to Join a Temple. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to read the article before our interview, but it is definitely worth checking out. Look for the link in the show notes. Thank you for your time, Sharab Hadas. You can hear the Questions for the Sages podcast on questionsforthesages.com, the Questions for the Sages Facebook page, iTunes, and on YouTube. Thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. Welcome to Questions for the Sages, a podcast from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Michael Scherer, and today I'm speaking with Sharaba Das. And uh, Sharaba, where are you from? I'm originally from Croatia, Europe. Croatia. Yeah. And I, I've noticed you around. I, I've seen you around. I've never really got a chance to talk to you or introduce myself. Um, how did you end up here in D.C.? Uh, I joined in Croatia. You joined the Krishna Temple. You you joined you went to you joined the temple or you went to live in it? Yeah. You 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 lived in the temple in Croatia. Yeah. When? I joined like 1993. 93. Yeah. Uh huh. And then uh, 2000, uh, there was a group of us that used to do like Harinams, is like singing Hare Krishna. Uh-huh. Like on, on Croatian coast, like okay. summer season. So we were inviting, uh, invited to come to California, to Los Angeles. Who invited you? Uh, temple. Oh, the Los Angeles uh, temple. Los Angeles temple, yeah. Uh huh. So we came there. Did they pay for your trip? Uh yeah, actually they did. So they flew <laughs> you out there. Yeah. To um, to do. Now, was this because someone from L.A. had seen you do Harinam in Croatia and was so impressed that uh, they wanted you to come to L.A. to do yeah, it? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. One devotee actually from Portland. From Portland. He, he, he saw our performance, so he... First, we went to Portland, but then, like, because of weather, it wasn't much, we couldn't do it much. It's, it's always oh, okay. it's so much raining. Yeah. So then we decided to, like, move to L.A., and it was... Much better, yeah. Okay, so the, okay now from here we can go a few d- directions in time, but I think I want to go back backwards. So um, you you were in Croatia in nineteen ninety three, yeah, and you went to live in the temple. How did that happen? Well, it's. Uh I know, kind of first thought that comes to my mind when you ask that, it reminds me of, there is one of our uh, preachers, Inskon Sanyasis, that travel around, so there's one of them, his name is Radhanath Swami. Radhanath Swami. So he, he among so many like uh, classes and speeches he, he gave, there is one particular that kind of stays in my mind. He says like, once you get that call from God, like nothing will stop you. Uh-huh. Like you get that like call, that kind of like, there is that like uh, feeling you get like, uh, or some like, uh, there's that urge for like spiritual search for God, to know God. And that's like, I would say that's kind of mystical. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, uh, like externally, my look, like all oh, because of this, was because of that. My life was hard, or li- my life was easy, or my life was like whatever. Mm. Then it looks like okay. Then I took, but it's actually for. I would say that's really kind of mysterious. It just, I, th- I think it's really God decides. Okay, he, he gives you that kind of like. Uh, he, he plants something in your heart that kind of like that you start like looking for the something higher you start questioning so it, that's my story it happened a certain time like all of a sudden were you listening to a lecture at the time were you I, like, what, what were you doing like I wasn't happened? religious ever was your like, family my like uh, Croatia at that time was like like communist country yeah so like to be religious was wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a, a good thing actually. Mm. Like you know, regarding like career or it just wasn't you know. Nobody was like into religion much. So, and I I wasn't like even like into spirituality. Like it was just I was just like really like most. Like, what were you into? I was into playing sports. Sports. And I, I did like school. It was kind of interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, did, I did like math. Okay. Like, I, I like studying. It was like, I had some taste for that. Like, and like, mostly like sports and nature. Uh-huh. And like, I, I just never like, uh, but at some point in my life, there is that kind of like, where that, I think everybody has these questions, but the point came where, uh, I don't think there was any like external reason, but like when, when or, or trigger, it, it, something th- trigger it. Well, nothing. I don't think there was anything external that started it. Really. It just like all of a sudden I started like thinking about like you know life being temporary. Hmm. You know, like I would like observe myself or like other people and kind of seeing personality how like. How like how there's so many things there. How like uh, rich personality is, you know. Like you have so many like feelings, you have so many like uh, likings, dislikings, creativity, so many desires, you know. Like and so and, and that all combines, you know. Like there, it's so like rich. Like you know, to be person, it's like such amazing thing, you know. There's so much like you can express yourself and learn things. So. I, I started having that question like okay is this like okay I live this life and like me as the person and all, all other people people when we die they're just gonna kind of like you know disappear hmm. that was my kind of like I was just what was there anyone that you could talk to this about like no. what was it um was this something that you had to keep inside or or was there someone you could talk to most of the time yeah inside like like sometimes I would kind of like mention something or that, but it, 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 it would like nobody could kind of relate to that. Yeah. Kind of, did, not they, much. did they did they look at you like something's wrong with you? No, or? it was just I think it was like uh, I think a lot of people kind of they have like some fear of that. Oh. You know, yeah. like thinking about like because we are so kind of absorbed in that like what now I I see like as illusion. There's that illusion where we we know it's temporary, we know family is temporary, we know life is temporary. 
we, we see all like you know like uh, imperfections of this world and like uh, how we, like our search for happiness it's there's a lot of failures there and like there's it's so kind of like it's it's not like doesn't feel like as if like we are achieving kind of like like our like ambitions or like that we are like you know we are, we are, what is, we are kind of struggling to kind of like to be happier like to get some like peace you know or like to get some position or situation where we are like okay now I'm happy I'm like I'm satisfied right now it's okay it's kind of like so much like upside and up, upside downs and like it's it's not uh, and somehow like amid all these ups and downs and struggles and frustrations maybe a little bit of satisfaction but but it goes away but in that mixture of 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 things if you add in that question the questions you were having it somehow makes it worse uh, it makes in in a way it, it it does in a sense like uh, because like somehow apparently we want to keep that just like somebody is dreaming he's something he's a king or like he's dreaming he's like a movie star or whatever like you find people I think they're Jesus or I don't know so many things I think everybody has some kind of like little dream that, that people live that little dreams like of like how in the future we become successful we'll be happy kind of like right now I'm, I'm working on that but like that there's the time and it will come and then I'll be happy and like it's just kind of like about time and I get there right now right now I'm having problems but when I fix them then everything will be good so that we have this like little everybody has that like this materialistic dream that we that and and like we don't wanna that dream to be disturbed so like uh, that kind of when I started thinking about it that then actually like I could see like positive a negative part of that it's kind of like you, you get I, I woke up from the dream which is un, kind of unpleasant you're sleeping somebody wakes you up <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's all kind of like you know but it's positive in a sense like you actually you are you are happy that you see kind of, it's it's like reality okay I'm dreaming and then specifically like when you kind of become open for like like some uh, realities in like uh, about soul being internal or like some spiritual like realities or informations then actually becomes like really positive much but, more. but the, at the beginning it's disorienting it's beginning beginning is kind of like you might be all kind of like lost or like you don't know you feel like you are nowhere for some time well, you know, I think um, that dream state that you're talking about is is kind of, you could say that it's normal in that most people have it, right? Is it is it a good thing to wake people up <laughs> uh, in general? I mean, or is that unkind? Well, actually, it is kind. It might be unkind, like, like if if manner of making up is like, like uh, if you don't consider uh, somebody's position or situation, like somebody might be really, like in some situation, and like if you just kind of like, you know, like 
start shaking him, like somebody sleeping. Mm-hmm. So you want to wake him up kind of slowly. Gently, yeah. Gently, yeah. You don't want to like shake him up or something. Yeah. So you don't same way, fire, fire. Yeah. <laughs> so same way there's a materialistic gene. So we, like, we pretty much we want to like, or I think my, my waking up was like also like slow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like just, like that kind of, when I start thinking of it, that was kind of like, like all of a sudden it happens, but kind of way things came to my life, like, I started meeting people that are spiritually inclined. It was very gradual, mm. but uh, it's definitely like highest expression of kindness. The waking up, waking up, like and, and sort of aiding. Yeah. No. Yeah, because what is it like? We are, we are eternal soul in a temporary body, and we are identifying with the body, and that's a dream. So waking up, it's. It's not about like oh this religion or this ideology or this that. It's really that like waking up of like okay you are not the body, meaning like you are not temporary, you are eternal, and that's greatest gift you can give to anybody. It's like that eternity. Now when when you look out at humanity at large, you know all the people. Do you sort of separate them in your mind? the people who are awake and the people who are not awake? Like, are there two different kinds of people in the world? Is that how you categorize them? Uh, not like that we kind of... Like, I do see the difference, but there is no... I, we, or I don't have any, like, there's no different, like, uh, like, uh, treat, treating or seeing people kind of, oh, he's sleeping or he's awake. But we do see, like if somebody is like really covered with material energy or he's really in a deep sleep, like we can see that. But we don't like, uh, we don't discriminate kind of like, oh, these guys like... So. Well, what you said, you said we don't discriminate, but I'm asking you. Oh, like, yeah, I don't discriminate, yeah. Yeah. Like, in effect, I have a lot of people that are like, from like a spiritual point of view, they are sleeping. Uh-huh. Is like my, my, my old friends and like from like uh, my life before I started anything spiritual. But, but doesn't this, um, doesn't this pose a, a, a one problem? And that is that of considering yourself to be awake. I mean, um, that seems a little problematic because if you walk around saying, well, I'm awake and those people are sleeping, well, then you, you've kind of, isn't that an act of pride or ego? Uh, it might look like as it is, but actually, like when you actually become awake, then you actually see that, you know, like, like you are awake and some other people are sleeping. So if, if you say, I'm awake, they're sleeping. That's reality. It's true. It's true. So. And like I was sleeping just like them. <laughs> okay, not, not, so, not much well, of a pride. Well then, really then kind of like well then I certainly want to know what the difference is, and I want to know what your experience of waking up was. What did it feel like? Like what happened? Like how did it, what changed? Uh, it's very much connected to practicing process. Like we practice this chanting Hare Krishna. 
which is mantra. Yeah. It's like spiritual sound. And it is like awakening sound. Just like in the material world, any different sounds, they affect us differently. If you listen like some heavy metal music, some rock music, it affects you a certain way. Like, like a lot of people, I think, man becomes like aggressive or something mm. after that music. And then you, you listen like some really like nice music, like relaxing, then you become more like peaceful. So this spiritual sound does does that work, like it spiritualized consciousness. It awakens, awakens the soul. So, but it there is big part is knowledge. It's understanding. It's understanding. Like first wake up is like understanding, just like theoretical understanding. The difference, sleeping man from man is that awake, and that's as I said. That's it in 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 a, like basically it's understanding that I'm. I'm eternal. My personality is eternal. It's it's a spirit, consciousness. It's not material. And I'm not this body. I'm in this body. And what makes my life temporary? I have to take birth and die. It's that identification with material body. So I, I'm identifying with this body. That's why I'm experiencing like, you know, young age, middle age, old age disease and death. okay yeah and this um it's very joyful in my in my my personal experience it was very joyful because uh, identifying with body actually gives a lot of anxiety hmm. like just fear of death dying and like just aging getting just worries about body maintaining the body and like uh, so many like relationships and like so many things that are connected to body that when we think we are we are the body, it makes life very like full of anxiety. While when we know we are in the body and we are different from the body. Like I'm driving car around and the car is taking me around. But like I'm not the car. I'm different from the car. Now and now I, I do want to steer back to your story, but before we go back there, I want to ask you about you said your personality is eternal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, some parts of your personality, I think, are a consequence of your body. You know? Like some people, part of their personality is they like to talk a lot and they talk loud. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would think that that has to do with their body. Like, I'm not sure, in my mind, it's unclear where the line is between the parts of you, parts of your personality that are permanent and the parts of your personality that are a consequence of the body you inhabit. Mm. How would you sort of define that difference? Or is it a gradual, is there a sort of a gray area or is there a sharp line between the temporary part of you and the permanent part of you? Well, there is actually like... is described in Vedic scriptures that spirit and matter are like just oil and water. They don't mix. So you can mix them. Oh. But they all, you know, as soon as you stop shaking it, oil will like it'll get separate. together, yeah, it will separate. So there is a spiritual personality. We have material personality. There's, we have like two identities. Sometimes people talk and there is like a lawyer and higher self. Yeah. 
So material personality, our personality doesn't have to do pretty much anything with the physical body, but it, it's a material mind. That's where our material personality is. So v besides identifying with the body, we identify with mind too. But body, it's really like an instrument where like senses and mind are able to like experience the world. Mm -hmm. Just like eye, eyeballs. Mm -hmm. It's not that that eyeball is seeing. You know, like if you take organ from the eye, you put it on the table, it doesn't see. It's really that sense of, the, the power of seeing. Like we have that power of seeing. And then like uh, eye is just like instrument, like mm -hmm. physical part. Same like brain. Brain is, is, is matter. It's, it's a physical thing. But mind is like, it's subtle element that is like, that is using brain as an instrument. Right. So mind is actually where our personality is. That's like we are, we like, we are disliking, that liking, disliking. We like nature, we like this, we, you know, we like this food, we like that food. That's, that's the mind. But, but a spirit is different from physical body and from material mind. So the spirit is different. Okay. Spirit is... The spirit has a personality. The spirit is personality. The spirit is personality, yeah. but it's a it's a personality that is completely distinct, distinct. from your brain yeah. and your body. Yeah, mind, brain too. Brain too. Yeah, we are aware of the material body and of our mind. We are like witness. We are, we, yes. we, are, we are witnessing our mind. just like try try to opposite what mind wants you to to do. Mm. Then you'll see how you are different. You know, like like you are going one way, mine is going that way. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like you you get in conflict. Like yes. You eat food you don't like. You start doing like opposite, and you'll see how actually yeah. you're like two people. So we are aware of the mind. We are we are witnessing mind. Right. We are not the mind. We just because we most of the time we follow mind, and mind's desires we identify. Oh, now I want this. I want to go there. Oh, no. mm -hmm. So we are we are carried by. But it seems to me, from my experience, that is sort of one of the defining characteristics of your personality. Yeah, in material world. That's but, like in this world. Yeah. But the spirit, spirit is consciousness. Like without that consciousness, awareness, we wouldn't know what, what mind is doing. What right. Is, like, then, then you're getting into like more like robotics, like... Without the spirit, yeah. Without the spirit, they wouldn't be just like people. Like now, they they making these robots. Yeah. And they have like these like artificial intelligence. Yeah. So even like you can t speak to robot, and he can he will like say something based on like he will hear, robot will hear, and then like it will like respond some way. But so, what is the difference? The robot can't experience. Right. He 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 may, he, he will express. He will say things, but he can't exp experience. Okay, this is a subject that, like, I, I think is a little beyond me, to be <laughs> honest. So, what I want to do is table this temporarily. Okay. Because, <laughs> because there are some things that, I mean, it seems to make sense, but it's but I have some like serious questions about, um, okay, about well, personality, permanent personality. Oh yeah. Oh, what you want to say? Let's something? put it simple way. Okay. Just like we are talking about awakening and sleeping people. Yeah. So when you sleep, in your dream, you are like dreaming, oh, I'm like, you know, flying, I'm a bird. Okay. Or I'm a king, or I'm just something. 
So and the, in the dream, you're you're that's that's your that's what you're living, that's your reality in a dream. Yeah, that you're that's your reality. You're not thinking, oh, I, I'm I'm lying in a bed, and I'm such and such, but I'm dreaming. You you that's that's your reality in that moment. And, and so like you have like you're doing this and that whatever, but then when you wake up, okay, that all of a sudden, that, oh, I was dreaming. I was thinking I'm this and I'm there, but then you have. Then you have your life. There is like your life. There is like you continue your life, regular life. So like that soul is sleeping in that way, sleeping yeah. and dreaming this material or temporary, eternal soul is dreaming the temporary life. And that's how it it has uh, it has different personalities. So when 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 we cultivate spiritual life, then that soul becomes that personality. So we wake up all. Oh, you know, then I was I was just dreaming this material mm. world. Then then we realize actually I'm spirit, I'm part of God. I have a relationship with God. But but you're saying that that spirit is a personality. And um that's a, that's confusing. Um just like because if you if you're not personality you can't dream either. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like let's say if that that like whatever we we don't want to get into how dreams happens, yeah. but like you know, somebody is lying on a bed, he's dead. You know, he can't. He there is no question of what is he dreaming or something. Like personality has to be there to like be aware of the dream. Yes, right. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Um, but to attribute qualities to the spirit, mm -hmm. which not everybody does, mm -hmm. I should point out. Uh, but ISKCON, um, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, attributes qualities to the spirit. Um, um, let's get back to this. Okay. Let's get back to yeah, this. It's, what it's I want to know is, long top. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a deep thing. I want to know. You were in Croatia. Yeah. You were. You were chanting Hare Krishna and singing out in public, and you impressed somebody. Uh, in Croatia. Like you might say, in that country, there is not much of like that people go out and like perform some kind of like you know singing or like some out, out street performances out street it's not much it's not much common and like uh, also to be like dressed as we yes. are Krishna dressed shave heads and like a, so I think for many people that was just like you know like very like attractive yeah. they were people are very like curious what what is this uh, yeah so we were attracting lots of people, and like especially summertime, like big part of Europe come to Croatia for like uh, like vacations, in summertime because mm. it's there's it's Adriatic Sea, like on Croatian like uh, coast. It's very it's very it's a big touristic place yeah. in Europe. So a lot of people are like very like uh, they're very attractive. Now and now. To put this in a sort of a in a bit of a timeline, you you started having these questions and started feeling like you were waking up. It was and, yeah. And somewhere along this process, you 
met the Hare Krishnas and moved into a temple? Yeah, it's like it's kind of. I I think that's how it works. There is that like whatever you you put it either like, as there is that like, uh, you, either you wanna put it like there is a God that guides you or like sends you things when you're ready. He answers your like, uh, uh, like. Uh, like a call or like he answers like your questions or something or there is some like uh, some some like all-pervading spirit or something that actually guides you or something but like when i start having these questions like like all of a sudden I, like people i would start meeting people that do yoga they, they do meditation then i'll start talking with them about this and then i start getting books like bhagavad gita and mm. start reading these books and by that all together, talking to people that had some experiences and reading the books that talks about it, that actually, you know, build up some understanding, things start like connecting. You know, you read a little bit, you hear from other, and then you practice something. And then it, 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 it you know, it starts gradually, everything making sense, theoretically. And then like more it makes sense, more you are ready to like apply it fully. Or like, as we say, surrender. Hmm. And then, like, uh, then when you surrender, then you, when you really apply, then you're like, okay, let me let me just kind of like surrender to this. And then when you do that, then like experience gets like really intense. And that's the only proof of like spiritual existence or existence of God, or like that anything exists beyond uh, what's, beyond what's matter. It's really like personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like there is no like there is no really like strong argument. There are a lot of strong arguments maybe, but there is no argument that you can go around and like uh, and go preach around and uh, like uh, convince people there is a God that right. you can put. There's a lot of arguments, but there is no such an argument that you can convince somebody. Oh, this is really such strong argument. Okay, there is a God. It's really a, that experience that we give a chance to to the to that like uh, idea that there is a God and that there is a spirituality and that I am a soul and that the soul exists. We give a chance, okay, that's what I did. I was like, okay, let me give chance to this because I feel there's something there. So in order to give a chance, you have to like really kind of give your heart there. Because if you're kind of halfway or maybe, you know, you're doubting this, that. I was like, okay, just let me just, I'll just give two months. Let me just, you know, surrender to this. And, and then when experience is so clear as much as is waking up from the dream that so you your experience that, that's, that's how experience is strong yeah that you don't you don't need kind of like to argue you don't need anybody to mm-hmm. like uh, tell you oh am i awake and like right. you just just like you're hungry you eat you don't need like some certificate that you're not hungry anymore <laughs> it's it's that clear that awakening so mm-hmm. the, I think that's the only, like, uh, sometimes I watch these debates, like, atheist, vice versa, atheist, like, on YouTube, there's a lot of these, like, Christian, mm-hmm. and, like, vice versa, there's a lot of these, like, uh, Hitchens, and I forgot these sure. names, like, yeah, yeah. Sam Harris, and, like, Sam Harris, and uh, so, yeah, Dawkins, many, yeah, so and I was Dana watching Bennett, this, yeah. and you, you can see, it, it doesn't really go anywhere, like, uh, like, some people, like, on the end, some people will be, you know, maybe 50-50 or more, more, like, you know, some will, like, be on this side, some on that side. But really, when you analyze it, it's like, 
nobody really got convinced about either side. Just maybe for some people this sounds more logical, it's more logical. But nobody is really clear. Everybody leaves that discussion and still everybody is in ignorance. You know, I might believe it, but I don't know, just like if I'm Hindu, I might believe this previous life. And if you are Christian, you might believe this only life. But we both believe. We don't know. We are both ignorant. We, don't, we have no memory. Neither we know when we die what's coming. What's coming. So the very specific characteristic of this world, it's actually ignorance. Meaning like we are here, we come here, we take birth, we start living life, but we have no idea where we came from. But you said you said a characteristic of this world is ignorance. You, you're you're implying that there's another world where we're not ignorant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, there's a world where you're not ignorant. Mm. Just like in a dream, comparing to this life, in a dream you are ignorant. Because you don't know what, like, you know, ch tigers is chasing you, and you are screaming, and you might be screaming in your bed, mm -hmm. if it's a really intense dream. And your heart is like, you know, higher, like, and when you wake up, you, you're like, you're all like, in a panic, you know. So, that's ignorance, because you are in the bed, you are fine, there's no tiger. Right. So, fear is just because you are in ignorance, you are, you are sleeping, you are not aware of your position, that you are safe. So same way, like applying that to the material world, we are fearing so many things that are connected to this body. You see, mm -hmm. like just like fear of death. We can die any moment. Like you go, you sit in a car. There's always, you know, you know, everybody knows there is a chance. You know, like any there's so many diseases, so many things, like that you can. Uh, well. Yeah, your anxiety, anxiety can, can is get there because of body. as high as you want it to go. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> it's really how much like you. There's a lot of things, that, but like even not just that, like just kind of like, with so much anxiety, how this body looks, mm. you know, people people going through so much anxiety is like, you know, if I'm too skinny or I'm too fat, you know, or I'm too dark, or, I, or my ears are too big, or my, so many things, you know, like, my eyebrows are too high, you know, <laughs> something, you know, it's so much like, like, how, what, what am I, you know, dressed, how am I dressed, you know, yeah. so many things, so much anxiety, What's, what to, if you go, like, family, and then, like, maintaining family, and having kids, and mm. jobs, and this insurance, that insurance, and getting job, losing job, you know, so well, now, you have a family. No, I'm, you, I'm single, yeah. You're single. What about your parents? Uh, I have, yeah, I have parents. I have yeah. parents and two brothers. Yeah. Are they um, involved in the Hare Krishna movement at all? A little bit. They read a little bit. Yeah. But didn't, like, appeal to them. Didn't, yeah. like... Um, what do they think of what you're doing? They think it's kind of extreme. Hmm. They think it's really extreme. Like, in a sense, they're like, okay, maybe you are into something spiritual or like religious whatever but like you know you could kind of like slow down you're like too much into it <laughs> is this there, there's like, that like in Croatia is saying like n nothing is good too much sure <laughs> too much of a good thing yeah but, like yeah yeah has that been difficult at all dealing with them or, or is that something uh, that you're not, not concerned yeah. about 
it's kind of maybe when I was when I started practicing at home yeah. because I was living with them uh-huh. so like practicing it there and kind of like seeing that change because and the transfer to the, vegetarianism yeah that was also it's like you know I mean in in Croatia in 1993 there was a, you become vegetarian there was like you, you're going to die pretty <laughs> 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 much yeah it's right. like, what are you going to eat? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so what? What? But what, what? What kept you going? Like, if if your you know your parents and your brothers are sort of like, well, you can reel it in a little here. Um, why didn't you? It's like that. As I was saying, like that. I think that's really like the really strongest realization about this. Like, you get like like call from God is it like like inspirate like it's like a spiritual life it's like it's such a like strong realization like materially speaking like material life we also try to follow some intuitions you know like you, you go to college like so which college so you kind of meditating on that mm-hmm. or like you want to move live somewhere there or like who you gonna marry who you gonna spend your life with so you you like you you maybe you meet somebody but then you go you you, you try to like hear that kind of intuition you like or you wanna like uh, I think most of people they kind of like they have to like feel before they like something might look externally like right to do you know like rationally when you calculate okay this you know this looks good this looks good but like you know before they do it they move to other city or something they. You know, they have to feel something is okay, you know, like, I feel I'm ready, and, like, it's kind of, there's some confirmation is there, like, you know, like, okay, I'm doing this, it's like, you know, I feel clear, yeah, I'm going, you know, I'm moving to California, I'm going to Hawaii, mm-hmm. that's it, you know, you know, I, I spoke with my friends there, and, like, I, I've seen the videos, you know, like, I, that's kind of, I feel like it's really, and then, like, they, you know, they feel it, like, yeah, I'm going, you know, so spirit, in spiritual life, that kind of, like, uh, intuition, that feeling, it's so strong, that it's so clear, so that you, 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 there is nothing material, uh, no material consideration. It, so it's, you've it's, never looked back? It's, it's, no. You've never really had any serious doubts? <laughs> no. Really? For no. how long? <laughs> since I joined, since which was 93. When? Since 93, yeah. which is 25 years? Yeah. Like, I started doing some meditation like like maybe 1990 uh-huh. so for two years I was doing kind of like different meditation like kind of experimenting this and that and I wasn't clear like you know what's what kind of like it was like okay I've I see there's something here I'm like you know where to go and what's what's really you know like how much reality is there you know like and like uh, what kind of life am I gonna like uh, live at home and uh, or like get married or like live kind of like like let's say material life and like in the same time practice some spirituality or like how much of that will be and like you know what would be like balance you know so that was for a couple of years but then when I started reading these uh, Hare Krishna books then like it's these books are just too clear mm. everything is just clear and like when you apply it, it's just too clear. You and can't. And I do should it. say for for people who are listening, when you say Hare Krishna books, 
You're talking about the books by Srila Prabhupada. Yeah, and that that would be like Vedic literatures. And Vedic pretty literature. Much, that's like Veda that somehow that and I would imagine that you would credit them with helping you wake up. Yeah, that that was like final that that's that that was like that's when I when I then that was like surrender, full surrender. Really. Uh, until then, I was still like you know there was different things and like there wasn't that clear, because I also you know like I I couldn't pretend. You can't pretend with that. Like I'm oh no I'm spiritual and like I'm gonna just you know go to cave to forest you know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't care for tigers you know I'm fearless, you know I'm I'm spirit I'm not this body or something. You can't kind of like. Uh, Unless you're clear, you can't do it. Now, was there anyone else you knew who had a similar experience, who never looked back? Uh, quite few, yeah. Really? Some creations, yeah. Who who just sort of read these books yeah. and were just like, oh yeah, this is yeah. um, this is all I need. Yeah, there were many that, you know, they took it to some level. Uh-huh. They took, you know, they stayed home and, you know, they, they see there is a value there. and But, the, like... They, they don't feel like that's something like they're gonna dedicate all life yeah. or they're gonna like give up whatever they have and like go for that or they might they might see okay this uh, I'll do something in maybe some point of my life mm-hmm. I don't feel ready now or maybe even my situation I have like three kids or something mm-hmm. or somebody yeah. might be so they are okay I have to finish this job then then I have to like no. but some people they might feel nothing I, I met a lot of people that read all Prabhupada's books, or, or most of them, and they was, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. There was obviously an interest, or they wouldn't have read the books. They, they've read it like, uh, you know, somehow maybe somebody presented them, and they were into, like, spirituality, so they took them, they read it, but didn't, like, you know, they, they maybe, like, oh, this is pretty good, but there wasn't anything, like, big change, or yeah. kind of that they were, like, you know, well, this is, like, you know. Now, how did you end up here again? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you were out on Harinam in Croatia. You got invited to LA. Yeah. But how did you end up here in so, near Washington D.C.? Like I went to LA two thousand. Okay. So I was in LA and San Diego for like altogether ten years. San these, Diego. These two temples. Yeah. Did you know Ananda back then? Uh, no. Okay. No, I didn't know. Ananda's the temple president here. I interviewed her two or three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. her. Okay. So but she was in San Diego for a while. Okay, I guess that was, I think this was before I was there. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, then uh, I moved to Hawaii. There's Hawaii temples. So I was seven years there just before seven I Seven years here. in Hawaii? Yeah. So, How was that? Uh, Hawaii is really interesting place. Yeah. Very, like, unique. Yeah. And they, they have really, there's a Hare Krishna temple there. Uh-huh. And it's like uh, doing this like Harinam chanting, it's really nice there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of tourists, right. people are kind of relaxed and like, and they like it, they participate, they chant, they, they, then they come to the temple, we have a vegetarian restaurant there. Uh-huh. They come and like, a lot of people come, they have some experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, uh, there is not probably there is not many people that get affected 
as I was affected. You were you were deeply and I think that's profoundly affected. That's nothing. It doesn't have. To, it has nothing to do with like my kind of like uh, how I approach. It's it's really kind of uh, that's all you can say. That's how spirit works. Yeah. It yeah. just somehow like uh, for some reason it just it just it might like speaking from Vedic point of view it's like about you might talk about past lives because yeah. it is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita that if you practice spiritual life in past lives then once you get in contact with spiritual knowledge in this life then like you continue you are continuing right right it's not lost so your experience is much more like yeah. Uh, and, with, and it's a it's a very profound consolation to think that um, any progress, spiritual progress you might make, won't be lost. Yeah, I mean, uh, which is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's like you might not make it. You you mentioned you used a phrase very quickly. You said uh, someone might read these books and go for it. Go for what? Uh, surrender. 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 Like that's. I mean, I'm using the term surrender because in Bhagavad Gita, that's what Krishna. When Krishna tells Arjuna, just surrender to me. Mm-hmm. So in in Vedic scriptures, there is that like taking to spiritual life. It's is described as like surrender. Meaning like. Now, you know, Islam means surrender, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. okay. that's what that word means. Okay, okay. So. Um, it surprises me a little that that you would use that phrase in particular. Mm. Surrender. Well, have you surrendered? It is surrender it, to who? To what? Like, what does that mean exactly? Uh, specifically, means like in general. Like, I mean, giving up. In no, right? Like you, surrender means. Like you do what Krishna says, not what you want to do. Mm. The, which meaning, like, like if you generalize, like you you do what God wants you to do, and like surrender, it does include like seeing like broader picture, like like seeing like being being like little tiny like part of this universe, and like playing that role, rather than being absorbing like you know like my own like should i say like selfish you know plans you know how will i enjoy this and how will i and that's actually the main difference between like materialistic consciousness and spiritual consciousness materialistic consciousness means like how what can i get how can i secure myself my desire it's all it's it's me centered while spiritual consciousness and surrender it's specifically like negating or giving up that like my my desires and my comfort and what i like and like but actually like doing what god wants you to do and that's that's actually it benefits uh, yourself and benefits benefits everybody else because that like universe is created such way that actually 
like selfishness it's very like uh, it's 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 very damaging to like whole universe and like whole society relationships and everything destroys everything that self-conscious mentality mm. while actually uh, like uh, selflessness that's actually uh, even materially speaking it brings like uh, prosperity and healing everything like if people are selfless how, how can you have like war conflict you know like uh, uh, envy well hey uh, well wait a minute hold on here in the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna doesn't want to fight. But Krishna tells him, yeah, you need to fight. Yeah. So when you say that if there's selflessness, there won't be any war, uh, the Bhagavad Gita itself t takes place on a battlefield. It seems to um, go against this idea that we'll all be happy and live together if we're selfless. Because the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is saying, no, I want you to fight in the war yeah yeah when arjuna is fighting he's actually for a moment he's being like selfish for because he doesn't want to fight because he does want to fight that's kind of interesting Bhagavad Gita is a little it's like looks like as like uh, it's a transcendental paradox yeah where krishna like krishna is god he's like doing right thing that's like that's like uh, expected while and uh, Arjuna should be like he's like conditioned soul and right. he's like one that that needs like help from Krishna mm. while actually appears that Arjuna is doing right thing and Krishna is telling him to do the wrong thing mm -hmm. but actually what is the situation is and Arjuna appears like he's selfless oh I don't okay right. if, if, if I have to kill all these like my relatives at that side then I don't, I don't even want to fight for this kingdom yeah. Even though if, if even though it was his right, he had like right, him and his brothers, there was like there was there was like they're like. Uh, well, he didn't want to kill his. They were inheriting. Yeah, they were inheriting from like his father as being kings. So, yeah. So he doesn't want to kill. But but I mean, can't we assume from this that if everyone is, I mean, that has nothing to do with eliminating war. Everyone being selfless, I mean, how how can you say? That if everyone is selfless, we won't have war when, yeah, when we have the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, because there were selfish people. There were selfish people there. And Krishna's Krishna is telling Arjuna, these people are selfish. And like he's actually telling him, like, these, like, in, pretty much in any society, there are good elements, there are bad elements. Yeah. You can't avoid bad elements. Sure. But idea is like if everybody is selfless, then there wouldn't be these problems. But there will always be bad element. So war is necessary. Just like you know, you you plant some you know veggies. One of sudden there's some like uh, weeds, you know. Mm -hmm. gonna, so you have to pull them out. Yeah. But if if it if it is like, uh, I mean, just to mention like, there is like four ages that go in a, in a circle. They are like right. like the seasons. Yeah, there is like yeah. So there is Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dvapara, and Kali Yuga. This is Kali Yuga. It's worst age. Mm. It's like most materialistic, and people are most like very like short living, always disturbed. 
all very like misfortunate. While Satya Yuga and Satya Yuga actually that's when it works, selflessness. Everybody is sp just spiritually like uh, oriented and like they're just absorbing their spiritual life. And then the, there, there was no war in Satya Yuga, didn't exist. Because people in Satya Yuga, their understanding was like my highest self-interest is my spiritual advancement. But how is Satya Yuga relevant to us in Kali Yuga? Like, why does it matter what they did in, in Satya Yuga? We're not in Satya Yuga. We're a long way from Satya Yuga. Yeah, it is relevant in the sense that we can see that it's possible. Okay. It's possible and it gives like model of like mm. society. You see, like, just like, you know, like, like, now we are talking about like, there's a lot of like, I hear lately, always like farming, like living in a nature, growing your own food, kind of, rather than working in like some, you know, really overpopulated city, you know, like working like a very like a stressful job and like so there is a lot of I hear now a lot of people like yeah you know just get some land grow your food and just kind of like leave it to nature so like sometimes you like people start farming this so there is like like I went to some of these farms and then you see people live off the land they don't work they don't have jobs but they live, well, you know. Well, they work. They work. But, like, I'm, I'm giving an example, like, a Satya Yuga being model of, like, mm. of, like, uh, people that are completely selfless. There is no war. There is no conflict. Everybody is just happy. So, as like, sometimes you see these farms, actually, when I think most of people, I think, you, how can you live? You're going to die. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't have a job. What's going to, you know... It just looks like, you know, ah, you know, like... <laughs> but actually, like, you know, I went to... We have actually some of these farms where pe people live there. They don't work jobs. They, they, they have land, they grow some veggies, they have cows, they sell some milk. And they live simple life. Yeah. But it's happy life. It's stress-free. You know, like, they don't have to be there exactly at eight, you know. You know, even if it's raining, well, they don't even have to go. If they have cows to milk, <laughs> that's a job. It is job. But it's very, it's much more natural. Yeah. It's much more, much more natural. We find in the Bible too. You find in the Bible, in Vedic system is also like, uh, it's it's directing uh, uh, humans to like to really depend on land, and live mm -hmm. simple life. Live simple life. Just you know, like what, what do we really need? You know, like you you need like some space. You know, so you are not in the rain. Mm -hmm. You need some house. And you need some food. You need some healthier, you know, happy people around you. Yeah. That's all, you know. We really don't need, like, internet. Like, it no. looks now when we have it, like, we can't even live without it. Yeah. But just how many years back, not, not that much long ago, it didn't exist. Yeah. And, like, you know, we were living, you know, it was like... But now it's like, you know, it's like pretty much without internet you can, like, function. Or even cars, or like so many things. So, anyway, kind of seven years in Hawaii. <laughs> seven years in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did you move to Hawaii from? From uh, San Diego. And how long were you in San Diego? Four years. So you were four years in San Diego. Five years in LA first. Five so years in LA. So you came from Croatia and to moved LA. to LA. Yeah. Well, how did you decide to move there? They invited us. Oh, they invited you to stay. Uh, yeah. They invited us to stay and do this like, uh, 
performance. Or was it to sort of build up the temple? No. It was pretty much they wanted somebody to go out, just kind of daily. And do Harinam. I don't know if you're familiar with Italy. It's Santa Monica and like... Not really. There's a like walking area. It's okay. It's like a couple, like there's like three like blocks of like, very just like walking area. Yeah. It's close from, from the, it's close from, for the cars. So people just walk there and like, so we would go there and like, there's a lot of other performance. Or we would go like Venice right, Beach. Right, right. Or even like Hollywood. Was that a big shock to go from Croatia to Venice Beach? Uh, it was different, not not much of like. Okay. Because I did travel a little bit in Europe, kind of like different countries, so like, uh -huh. you know. And temple life, I would imagine. You were living in the temple, I assume. Already, I was living in Croatia, then I moved to LA Temple, yeah. So the temple life was at least stable in terms of not being drastically different? Uh, it was much bigger, yeah. It was a much bigger community, in yeah. LA. It was a whole community. Because the uh, Hare Krishna movement started in the US. Yeah. While in, in Europe, it was just kind of like, it was like a new movement. Yeah. When in the US was already like established, like, was already strong. While in Croatia, it was small. Like all the temples we had were like little houses we were renting. Yeah. Like it was like small centers. So four years in LA. No, how long were you in LA? Five, five in LA. Five in LA, four in San Diego, seven, seven in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And then what happened? Uh, the kind of nature of like my like job, let's say, uh -huh. it's kind of a little moving around. But your job is to go out and chant the names of God? Pretty much, yeah. That's your job? Yeah. And worship God at the temple. And okay. And study, and study, study scriptures, and like explaining to people when people have interest. So you're a full-time Krishna devotee, and you've been a full-time Krishna devotee for a long time. Ninety-three, uh, I joined. Yeah. Since then, I was, okay. Yeah. When you said, you know, when you said, you know, since ninety-three, I didn't quite get the full implication of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that, like that's a, that's full-time. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Since '93. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So seven years in Hawaii, and then what happened? <laughs> well, uh, as I was saying, like it's, it is kind of like a. It is like in a way it is recommended to travel, for like uh, monks. Yeah. Or like. Are you a type. monk? Like I'm a monk. I'm you a, are a monk. I'm single. Yeah. Yeah. We have these like I don't know if you're familiar. We we follow these like four regular principles. Regular principles. And chant sixteen rounds. Chant sixteen rounds. Yeah. So it it is recommended in general to travel, mm. either travel from one place, or to kind of move. Right. So what, what as like what is that saying? Is uh, Rolling Stones doesn't doesn't gather moss. Doesn't get moss. So. It's uh, in a way like uh, it it like we can see also like in the past also like big preachers or like spiritual leaders that that, that kind of like traveling or going to places or like moving around it's always present yeah there. and it has it has like a connection with uh, with like staying on one place it does develop that kind of like. Uh, it's like you're creating some place in this world, like you're creating mm -hmm. your nest or something. Yeah. So for uh, preachers, it's recommend to move. 
Well, it's interesting because um, I know among uh, there's a there's a, an order of Catholic monks called Benedictines, mm. and they take a vow of stability. Okay. So their vow is that they'll live in this place for the rest of their life. They won't mm. move. Mm. The opposite. <laughs> You know, because I think that's more, their concern more is to develop it, mm. to develop it for future generations, mm. you know. So it's it's not the, and this is just one okay. small group among many others. But yeah, um, so there are different ways to approach this. But so the ISKCON approach is to not have a place in the world. Uh, the, like they're different, like they call ashrams. Like for married people, I mean, it's not much practical, neither it's recommended m too much moving. Like, you know, you have family, wife, and like you have stable job. Yeah. You don't want to just go, let us kind of move somewhere, like, yeah. let's see what happens. Like if, so like, it, it really depends on like, or, or like, as you were saying, some, some of us, some of our members, they might be like really good at managing. So sometimes they do take that kind of like, Right. They'll stay in one place and because they're, they're good at managing things, so they can develop that. But like for uh, for people that are kind of dedicated, more like going out, like preaching or like meeting people, or like they're they're kind of, they have the kind of more like missionary mood. Yeah. For them, it's like more mostly recommended to like uh, to travel to move. So so when you were in Hawaii, did did someone invite you out to to move out to DC or was it? Was it someone, someone recommended that for you or? It was Ananda was looking for some more of like what they call like uh, priest for the, uh, what we do is like. Uh, Puja? Pujas, yeah. So to, to work on the altar. Yeah. And she needed, she, she needed some, yeah. some priests. Yeah. So I, I respond to that. How did you find it? Was this in a, 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 well, a in, in this there is kind of like a lot of kind of people Networking. communicate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like temple presidents, they communicate and like, like, it, like some temple might ask other temple, you have maybe some puj uh, like priest there, pujaris that are doing maybe you have sometimes some temples they have kind of extra, yeah. you know like yes, maybe somebody is willing to do it but there is not much to do, or some place might be less, yeah. so then like they will move to that place or like. Yeah. So, um, are you more surrendered now than you were 20 years ago? Usually, beginning, it's kind of, there is that, like, most intense, that surrender. Because it's like that fresh experience, like you waking up, mm -hmm. sleeping for so Like your long. first trip to India. Yeah, it's, right? it's very, like, uh, strong. But over time, it's, you, you get more surrender. You're, like, more surrendering. You're becoming more, like, uh, some... You're getting more like wisdom, because you're practicing in and you're experiencing it, and like you're contemplating on experience, and then like you're developing, like you're becoming more experienced. It's more like stable. You're you're getting like more like. And if if you need solace, if you need, um, you know, you've had a rough week, things aren't going right, and you need some spiritual satisfaction. What, what do you do? What, where do you go? What, what do you like? Me personally, I take harmonium. Uh-huh. You know harmonium? Sure. Yeah. And then I sing Hare Krishna. 
So, y- y- the singing. Yeah. Uh, basically, singing. Would, is that kirtan or no? That's kirtan, yeah. Kirtan is your most satisfying yeah, activity. Because it is prayer. Like Hare Krishna mantra, it, it, it's a prayer. Yeah. Like you're praying to Krishna. It's a prayer. And like, sing, when you sing, it's like, it's, it, emotion is connected to that. Like, we do this chanting, but it's like repeating, you're like repeating that prayer. And there is a certain, like, number of, like, mantras you do. But like, singing is very unique because it's like, it's, it's connected to, like, you're expressing. It's like, you can connect to your heart. So why haven't I ever seen you sing? I I, I do sing all the time. <laughs> why haven't I seen you? But you don't you don't on Sundays? Uh, Sundays not much. Uh, on weekdays? Uh, I I sing mostly like uh, morning time, like what like time? After nine. After nine a.m. Yeah, like I go to temple and nobody's there, and I'm by myself. Oh okay. And then like then I can really. You can really connect, like, uh, at least my me personally, kind of much more when there is, like, a lot of, like, drums and, like, uh, which has another, like, advantage where there's more people, it's more powerful. Yeah. But, like, uh, advantage of, like, singing alone is, like, you don't really have to follow certain, like, rhythm yeah. of, like, you know, is like, what is the speed of uh, drum and these, like, symbols, you know. Like you kind of have to be more aware of like microphone and like you know this. Mm-hmm. While if you just sing for Krishna, you can just you know like it's really kind of uh, you can get really like fully absorbed. You're just praying, you know, like singing, like you, you don't have to like think of speed or where you're supposed to end. Just like you have this program, so certain time you end, you know, mm-hmm. or like. Uh, kind and of, how long has that? been something that you've done it's been like like I started learning to play this harmonium maybe like 20 years ago or something yeah and since then actually I had my own harmonium I used to carry uh-huh. everywhere and like since then I've been like kind of sometimes I sing for like three four five hours really just by myself yeah yeah and it can be same tune because it's it's not about it's not musical performance. Right. Yeah. It's 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 meditative also. It's meditative, right? yeah. Which is interesting that you can repeat same thing, yeah. Hare Krishna, for like three, four, five hour, and like it's very like uh, uh, enlightening and like uh, fulfilling. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing actually. And what would you like to uh, achieve or accomplish? Krishna consciousness, like, there is like, there's a lot of these scriptures that actually describing the goal. Mm-hmm. And like, what, what actually... And when they describe it, do you connect with it? Do you see that as your goal? Yeah. So you're sort of, the sort of prescribed path the described path is the path that you're on yeah so you see yourself as part of that lineage yeah so you're part of that that whole tradition yeah that exists yeah around this you know tradition is same pretty much like in, in any 
spiritual practice or religion whatever you take it's same like you have to know God and to love God mm. and to like you know pretty much like detached from material world mm-hmm. you know like like you find everywhere that you know like it's like desiring the kingdom of God or like you know don't don't uh, what is that like don't place your value in this world or like mm-hmm. don't put your heart you know there is so much of this like where it's emphasized you know love God with all your heart and soul and like you know why are you worried what you're gonna eat tomorrow mm-hmm. like tomorrow will take care of of itself mm-hmm. worry tomorrow just if you have today so like everywhere is that idea of like uh, giving up material attachments and developing love for God, meaning like giving up love for this world or anything of this world and developing love for God or like pretty much like ma- making that transition of like uh, consciousness or emotions and love like right now in this world we love things of this world you know we, we love most of the time we love things that's kind of another thing yeah I, I, I was reading just recently that like specifically in this age problem is we we love things and we use people mm. <laughs> why should the opposite mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway like any kind of love to this world it's uh, it's obstacle actually of like full surrender or full loving God or going back to God so in every in any like spiritual or like religion it's like there is that idea of, you know going to heaven or going to eternal heaven being eternally with God that's idea only difference it's about process like mm. we, we are applying different process Ex- externally dif- different but pretty much the same right it's like, it's like pretty much you like instead of focusing on things of, the, of this world or like setting up the goals of the, in this world you setting up the goals of like how get closer to God it just you you know I might chant Hare Krishna someone in my pray different way, or I might wear like different robes or like you know read different books which pretty much same different uh, same thing mm-hmm. D- different it's really process it's different maybe like you know following this following that a little different but it's uh, goal is the same detachment from matter and attachment to spirit mm. it's like no matter what spiritual like uh, movement you you study that's the idea because they don't they don't go together well Material, matter and spirit matter and spirit, they just don't go together and if you stop shaking them around they separate yeah <laughs> yeah start, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well, I think that's a, that's a wonderful place to end our interview. Thank you, uh, Sharab Hadas. Yes. And, uh, and I'm Michael Scherer, and you've been listening to the Questions for the Sages podcast. Thanks for listening. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Thank you once again to Sharab Hadas, and I encourage listeners to read the article linked in the show notes titled, Man Gets Prabhupada's Books and Walks Through a War Zone to Join a Temple. Thanks to Rico Hayes for the theme music, and to Miriam Lansky for discussions about how to approach the subject matter of the podcast. And a big thank you to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland for making this podcast possible. I'm Michael Scherer, and you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. Thank you.